Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. Um, unfortunately, Andrea can't be with us this week. Not her fault this time. It's our fault because we couldn't get our studio with the phone system to work so we're Technical in the other studio today um so it's just just you and i amy mm. um so today on the show since we were so negative last week about facebook <laughs> and i and we stand by everything we said last week in terms of fixing all your privacy settings and all that stuff but we thought we would do a podcast about the way social media can be good for teens um, and I guess the rest of us, too, it applies, which is probably why we're still all using it, even though everyone said they were going to delete Facebook. And then, I don't know, crack me up. People were like, I'm going to delete Facebook. I'm like, but you're on Instagram all day. Yeah. They own Instagram. You know yeah. they're doing the same thing. <laughs> and they're like, huh? Like yeah, like, you- I don't want to delete Facebook. I just want Facebook to behave. Right. I we like just want Facebook. everything to be opt-in instead yeah. of opt-out. Um, but so... Carolyn Knorr wrote a post um, in the On Parenting column on the Washington Post last week about five ways social media can be good for teens, which I'm always for the way people, you know, take a positive spin rather than a fear mongering all the time. Hmm. And then we'll have our bites of the week, which will be very short because it's just me and you, Amy. Hmm. I have one and a half, so that helps. (laughs) Okay. So let's jump in. you know, one of the things she talks about at the very beginning of the article is that all you hear about is sexting, cyberbullying, FOMO, all the negative stuff, um, which we know, like, the media loves to talk about because that's what gets everyone riled up and talking about everything and angry. And Myself included. It's just more fun to talk about stuff that pisses you off. Right. Of course. And it's more fun to talk about cyberbullying and cyberstalking and whatever. Um, but we thought we'd focus on the good things I'm going to preface this with you should be on social media if your kids are on social media. Don't be the Luddite parent who's like, I just don't know anything because (laughs) then it's your own fault. Like, I I mean, just be there if your kids are there, just like you'd want to know who their friends are in real life. You want to know who their friends are in not real life. At least have a sense of what's going on. And I'll repeat that I still don't know who my son's friends are in real life. Once they're in high school, (laughs) forget about it. So at least have some sense of like what their social handles are and different things and don't act like a total idiot okay so that said the first thing she talks about is that it lets them do good and we thought we would talk about this in relation to the march this past weekend Mm -hmm. um none of this would have happened these kids being able to organize these kids having a voice without social media yeah, these kids are no less traumatized and no more intelligent than the kids from Columbine. But that was just like a totally different era. Yeah. And I also think um, the way that social media has been used to organize, that blueprint has been laid out already, mm-hmm. um, whether it was from the Arab Spring to Black Lives Matter to the Women's March. Like people have set out this blueprint on how to rally, organize, spread the word via social media. I mean, I love Emma Gonzalez didn't even have a Twitter account before this. Are you ser- I didn't yeah. realize that. Because most kids don't. Most kids aren't on Twitter. They have an Instagram. They have a Snapchat. But they don't have a Twitter. And she started one because Twitter is where news stuff gets yeah. shared, right? And it's where reporters are, which was really interesting. I heard this thing this weekend about how 
just in relation to Donald Trump, how he's able to spread his message. He actually has very low engagement on Twitter, much, much longer than like lower than Barack Obama, let's say. Like he doesn't get retweets. He doesn't get engagement. But reporters hmm. and journalists are all on Twitter. So they then amplify what he's said on Twitter throughout the regular TV cycle. So the same thing applied to these marchers. They suddenly all got Twitter accounts because guess where the journalists were looking? Smart. They were looking on Twitter. I, um, and, and I also want to mention that Twitter, which kind of toned down its verification process last year because they were verifying a lot of really bad people who shouldn't be mm-hmm. given that kind of um, backing, uh, they proactively verified a lot of these kids. Like right. Twitter did that. Nobody applied for it. You can't apply for it anymore. But Twitter said, we don't want these kids to be impersonated. We want them to have the juice that you get with that check mark. So here you go. Right. And so, you know, I think it's this idea of doing social good where Twitter becomes a platform for that. And it's also a horrible place. So I'm just going to put that out there. It really is a place for trolls, especially it's especially bad for women. But um, hope, you know, you can fight back on that, too. But there is something about understanding what these networks do. And these kids realized it and realized that Twitter was a really powerful vehicle for getting the attention of the media. So that's one. The second thing she talks about is that it strengthens friendships. So I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but that kids, you know, when you used to go to camp, (laughs) that was it. You saw your camp friends, maybe you saw them at reunion, um, and then you saw them at camp. Or maybe you went on a trip with somebody, or maybe you met some kids on a, your family was on vacation somewhere, whatever it is, or maybe you had a really good friend who moved away. That was kind of the end of it most of the time. Unless you were a really good letter writer. Right, a really good pen pal. Um, But social media allows, the upside is, it allows kids to stay in contact with friends that maybe they would have not been able to stay in contact with. They can sort of stay up to date. Um, I know for my daughters, that's even true with their cousins. Like they can follow all their cousins who are all over the country um, and know what everyone is up to. I always tell my daughter, so I'm like, did you know that blah, blah, blah went to, and they're like, yeah, of course we know. We saw it on Snapchat. <laughs> posted about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I think that idea that it can strengthen friendships, you know, it's the flip side of the FOMO, right? We've talked yeah. about the FOMO that you see everyone doing everything without you, or you see there was a sleepover you weren't invited to, or you just have random jealousy anyway. Um, but the upside is these kids can maintain friendships without having to write letters or do that. And in many ways, it gives them a bigger social network. I saw what when my niece went to college, she knew once she got her roommate assignment, like she could then follow her roommate on social. They found each other, and then they knew all the people they already had in common. That's crazy. It was crazy. So, And then they were able to organize and like get together beforehand, all this stuff that you could just never do before. So the next thing she talks about is offering a sense of belonging. And she said, while heavy social media use can isolate kids, another study, because there's always some study to refute the other study, um, they are le- kids are less lonely because they can find their group online. So if you are, I mean, look, we see this with Minecraft in a big way. All these kids who can speak this common language of Minecraft and play Minecraft and find their people. Um, 
you know, musical theater kids can mm-hmm. find each other. And even just, I see it with my daughters with Facebook groups. So they don't use Facebook at all. They have zero interest in Facebook. But they, every organization they belong to or um, after school activity that has a nationwide club. So like one of my daughters belongs to something called JSA, which is the Junior States of America or something. It's Model Congress, basically. Um, it's national. So they have their chapter group Facebook group, but they have a larger Facebook group for like people who are members of the cabinet mm-hmm. and people. So this group is where they're sharing information, where they're talking to each other, where they can geek out on politics if they want. Um, it does create that really nice sense of being able to find your people. And I could see how if you're an isolated kid who, I don't know, maybe you have a kid who's really into anime or you have a kid who's really, you know, just there's these things and you live in some town where that would just be weird. Or even if you're into something that you do online so you, you don't mm-hmm. have to go be with people to do it. You know, right, well, that's what I was saying about Minecraft. Yeah, you're going like, to find your people. Find your people. Um, and obviously that has a bad side too where people find their bad people. But <laughs> for the most part, um, it's a it can give kids a sense that they're not alone in the things that they enjoy or they want to do. And then that leads to the the fact that it can provide genuine support. So one of the things she talks about is online acceptance. So if you're like some kid grappling with sexual identity or, you know, issues like that, um, you know, the fact that there's really good support now online if kids are feeling depressed or suicidal, Reddit is one of those spaces. It's really interesting. I read this giant article on Reddit this weekend, which actually should make my bite, but I'm not because just go, we'll link to it because it was massive. It's another like endless New Yorker article about Reddit. It's fascinating. It was the only company that would open its doors to this reporter. Hmm. Like everyone else, like Facebook, no one else would really talk. I read that because I remember that. Like, why Reddit? Why are they being so open? They're not like a paragon of virtue. But they are a paragon of openness. That's interesting. So, um, and the original, one of the original founders is now back as CEO. Um, I think they took it back from Condé Nast. So it's just very interesting because they've been very proactively shutting down um, subreddits and users and they like are totally unapologetic about it and they've taken a very different stance on free speech which does which means like you don't just get to say anything hateful and whatever whatever like nope yeah it's a private company the first amendment does yeah. not apply yeah and even that they're like you're not allowed to fire in a crowded movie theater like there are whatever so it was an interesting thing but anyway one of the things that happens on reddit all you hear about is the bad but there's just a ton of subreddits that are support groups for things whether it's diseases or depression or medication you might be on you don't know the side effects of or people who like are super into skincare products like it's it is such an interesting throwback wild westy message board where people find their people one of my daughters was telling me it's actually one of the best places for college talk that Hmm. college confidential is one site but it gets very trolly Reddit's actually this very supportive <laughs> community. So there's all these subreddits applying to all these different colleges and people who are on there being like, well, this was my, like very, who, who knows if they're honest because everyone's anonymous, but it's like, this was my GPA. This is what my essays were about. This was, like, I bet you have a good chance or people making me feel better about when they get rejected or waitlisted. It's really interesting. I would like to get inside the brain of a person who chooses that that's what he's going to troll about. I, I think that those are probably 
genuine students. But this is interesting because when I look for support groups, I think of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it like I'm on Reddit a good amount. Like I go to the first couple of pages, I see what's trending, I find funny stuff, I post it to Facebook. <laughs> and you know, every once in a while I'll submit my own stuff, but it never occurred to me to look there for support groups. I think part of the appeal is unlike Facebook, it's anonymous. Hmm. So I was thinking about that because one and I know we're talking about teens, which is one thing, but I there's a there's a group called Grown and Flown Parents on Facebook, mm-hmm. which is about parents whose kids are a little older um, who might be applying to high college or in college or whatever. It's not anonymous. So whenever someone has an issue, they post it through the admins. Mm. And like you have to do that on Facebook. Yeah. You can't, right? But um, on Reddit, you don't. So on Reddit, people can be much more honest about like issues they're having with their kids, and kids can be much more honest about the issues they're having because they're not going to be outed. I need to make another account for that because I think I'm just Amy Austin right. everywhere. <laughs> so don't make- I was playing HQ the other day, and there was like a $100,000 prize, and I'm thinking to myself, if I win... How many Amy Ozchans are there in the country? None. Everybody's I'm it. Like, that's, you. Yeah, right. you have to be like the person who made his username Barack Obama yeah. on HQ. <laughs> Everyone was like, Barack Obama plays HQ. I'm like, no, I don't think that's he doesn't. That'd um, <laughs> be pretty funny. So that was the other thing, support. And then expression. So one of the things she talks about in here, obviously YouTube is key for this. Um, you know, these videos and kids all want to be um, YouTube stars now. But one of the things she talks about is fan fiction, which I don't think parents are realizing either. There's these huge communities of fan fiction. And obviously the most famous is E.L. James, or not, was that her name, who wrote Fifty Shades I of Grey? I think so. So that started out as Twilight fan fiction. So like right. that's like the most famous case where everyone thinks they're going to get discovered. But 99.9% of fan fiction is just people writing Stories from like minor characters' points of view mm-hmm. or whatever it is, they d- just dive deep. And so, talk about finding your community. Like, yeah. if you are super into writing fan fiction for Harry Potter, there's tons of fan fiction for Percy Jackson, there's tons of fan fiction, like all of those YA and even like a little younger books. There's actually big fan fiction communities, and it's kids, it's kids writing at their sites like Wattpad and places like that where you know if you have a kid who's into creative writing you could even mention to them because maybe they don't even know but most of the time I think the kids are on them (laughs) and the parents just don't know Hmm. Um, but fan fiction is a great place I mean I think all of these things that she's talking about when she's talking about social media because I don't really think of that as social media I think of that as just online behavior Um, it's all about community I think it's all about community it's about like talking to friends feeling connected to people finding resources if you need help, just answering questions, finding like communities. It's It all kind of comes back to community. Yeah. Which is the upside of how your kids can use social media and you. And there is a community for everything. There is. I mean, I think everything. you have to be, you have to know what your kids are doing, um, particularly if they're younger, because you can go down a rabbit hole very quick. Look, in fan fiction, a lot of it becomes gay sex fan mm-hmm. fiction very quickly. A lot of the fan fiction art also. Yes. So you have to, like, know where your kids are at and what they're doing and, <laughs> you know, be talk to them about it. Um, but – and same with YouTube, right? Like, we've had this conversation about YouTube a thousand times. Oh, I still get a ton of traffic from a 
group that I'm not going to mention because I sneezed in a video. What? Yeah. There are sneeze fetishists. And I get Ew. traffic <laughs> okay. from people discussing my sneeze. That's bizarre. Yes. Okay. Well, aside from that, for your kids, <laughs> YouTube can be a place to actually learn how to like do things, even if it's like playing guitar or um, I think we've talked about crash courses before. Like my daughter does all the crash courses stuff when she studies for her exams. They mm -hmm. cover like a bazillion topics. No, I don't oh. think actually we talked about those. We didn't talk about crash courses? I, that doesn't sound familiar. It's John Green and his brother who sort of dominate YouTube anyway, but um, they have created, his brother does all the science and math ones, and he does all the history and English ones. And they're like very quick, they're a crash course. But for um, high school level tests and for the AP, like it hmm. really does cover great topics broken down. The chem ones are great. Like it's just like, here's this chapter, because curriculum is pretty standardized. And you can kind of find what you want. And mm -hmm. then, although yesterday my daughter was watching one of the U.S. history ones. She's like, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should write in the comments that he was wrong. I'm like, that's wow. kind of a big deal. She's like, I'm not writing in those comments. Those people are crazy. Um, I'm not taking on John Green. <laughs> but, you know, there's so, you can't just look at the stuff negatively. Um, but you should know where your kids are at. Like, I think a lot of parents are surprised when they find their kid has a Snapchat. They had no idea. You know, they don't even know what the icon is. So you should look at your kid's phone yeah. and you should know if they have Snapchat and you should know if they have location setting on, on Snapchat. I don't know if people realize that either, that mm -hmm. Snapchat now has a map with your little person exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, so sometimes that can create a lot of FOMO for kids too if they see everyone congregating mm -hmm. in a place, but also just shut that down. Yeah. Um, and it drains your battery. It's bad. It's just bad all around. Uh, no one needs to know where you are. Yeah. And your kid will quickly realize they can't lie to friends if they're like, oh, no, I didn't go to that. And they're like, really? Because I see you sitting right yeah, there. You were all party. together you in one little there. lump. Exactly. Even if you didn't post on social media, now I saw you on the map. Um, but there is a lot of good. And so don't, I don't know, don't freak out. Like, don't. Well, I feel like all of this stuff is, it is what you make it. Like, I remember Oprah used to say that, um, money wasn't bad or good money like it, it didn't make you into a bad person or a good person it just amplified who you are that's what they say about being president uh there you go <laughs> and i i kind of feel the same way about social media especially when it's anonymous you know it's just going to bring out that thing in you whether right. it's good or bad well that's the axiom it. character is what you do when no one's watching yep Right. So do you steal? Do you cheat? Do you like what do you do if you know you can't get caught or when no one's watching? It's very different. So being anonymous. Some of those people really are like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, that. like maybe they'll be a more toned down version of that in right. person, but it's still them. Right. You know, they don't change completely. It's just amplified. So you have to know that when your kids are on, but you have to not just shut it all down with your kid or the second one thing happens that might right. be bad just decide like that's it you're taking everything off your no, phone that's a teaching and, moment yeah so be there with them especially when they're younger um and just sort of keep tabs on it and ask about that stuff just like you would ask about their school day because mm -hmm. uh, it's also just an extension of their their world all right. That's all we have to add. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> wanted like, to be a little bit more positive. A little bit more. And warning, too. But more positive. Don't freak out. Um, but do set your privacy settings correctly. Yes. Make sure your kids do, too. All right. We'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. 
We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, Okay. you need at least four today <laughs> to make up for everything. I mentioned that I had one and a half. The half is kind of a follow-up on um, a previous bite, uh, the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix. It has been renewed. Hallelujah. Um, and the really great news is it's coming back this year which is like really wow, fast, like later fast. this year. Yeah, like because as far as I know, like they'll probably they, film them all in like three weeks. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you think? I don't know. But like usually there's a long time between Netflix seasons. So yeah. this is um, maybe because it's reality. They, you know, they can speed it up. But yeah, by the I don't know when, but by the end of 2018, we're supposed to have a new season of the new Queer Eye. So that's exciting. Um, my whole bite is it's so stupid but i bought it so i'm gonna say it <laughs> um or i pre i should say i pre-ordered it somebody made a poster about the seinfeld characters and i don't mean about the main seinfeld characters i mean about 230 seinfeld characters like all of his girlfriends show. everybody anybody okay. who, who basically appeared on the show and this thing is it's insane. It's called A Chart About Nothing. And what they've done is they've taken the characters, they've sorted them by how often they appeared on the show. They've linked them to the main characters. So like it said, there's like a circle like around a each chart. character, kind <laughs> of. It's like there's a, there's a circle around each character that tells you which characters they connected with in the episode or episodes. And then each of those is color code coded according to like was it antagonistic was it romantic oh my god what, yeah someone had a lot of time on oh their my hands. god like i cannot what? even think of how long it took to gather this information and then they made it into this nice looking poster but what are you supposed to do with the poster i would totally gonna hang, hang it, it up i'm totally oh, gonna you can get so frames. going in one of your rooms that you just oh, shove all your crap yeah, exactly in <laughs> but eventually it'll get hung up so. At, like five years from now i'll hang it up and it'll be <laughs> awesome because i loved that show that and i so still funny. watch it and i saw this and i was like yeah i'm gonna buy that that's awesome i can't <laughs> believe someone took the time to do that someone has to do it with friends next right i oh my god i should do it with friends i you love should. friends i could uh, oh wow now you've got me thinking because well, like, the only other show that had that on that kind of on that kind of a scale yeah. and it's oh my god I totally want to do it because like when I when I saw this I was like oh my god that looks like the kind of thing that I would dive into <laughs> and just spend like a year doing oh now it would probably take thinking. you a year it probably would. there's probably a list somewhere of every guest star ever you just have to find an illustrator who would do yeah a but see you, for you no you know what a control freak I am you know that I would have to go and watch each episode right. to make sure that the information was exactly correct because I don't know how to delegate and I wouldn't trust somebody else's info do it yeah Wow. I should find out. Make Do sure it. these people don't have it in the works already. <laughs> License the concept from them or something. Oh, my God. All right. So along <laughs> those lines, I have two bites, too. And my first one is similar in um, that it was just some random weirdo who decided to make this. And, of course, then I had to buy it. But I bought it for my sister. So someone on Etsy is making decals for your Instant Pot. Oh, yeah. And it's a picture of Jack from The Dad on This Is Us. And it says, it's his picture and it says, don't forget to unplug yep. me. I've, I've <laughs> so seen, I've seen that in the Instant Pot group so on Facebook. my sister who loves This Is Us and loves her Instant Pot, I bought that for her for her birthday. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, it has to go on. She's like, it's so sad to see his face. I'm like, get over it. Stick it on your Instant Pot. <laughs> um, but I could not not buy it on Etsy. Um, yeah. And then the second thing is actually related to what we talked about today in the show, which is social media, but also 
where the media chooses to focus and what gets their attention and maybe why kids who are activists need to be on Twitter because that is where the journalists are. Mm -hmm. They're also on Reddit, but Twitter's a big one. Um, the Daily Podcast, which is the Daily Daily Podcast from mm -hmm. the New York Times. It's called The Daily. On Monday, the entire podcast uh, dove deep into one of the stories in the New York Times, which was about the kids from Chicago mm -hmm. that came to the march. And it's from that point of view, from the Chicago kids' point of view, sort of backing up before Stoneman Douglas and then after and then to the march. Um, it's so good. It's so much better than just the story because she has – what they do on the daily is they take a story from the New York Times, but they then have all the audio that the reporter mm. recorded as part of their notes and they talk to the reporter about it. Um, it's so good. You should just – Everyone should listen to it because I think there's a lot of back and forth about why are these kids getting all this attention and blah, blah, blah. And this story sort of pokes ma massive holes in that. It this You know, these Stoneman Douglas kids don't fit into a neat little mold of white privilege who are now dominating the media and blah, blah, blah. Um, they've actually made a giant concerted effort to go back and bring – like they recognize that and then mm -hmm. they've made this huge effort to actually bring these stories with them, mm -hmm. um, which has never really been done. And so it's not fitting into this little narrative that everyone likes to stick these things in. But it's also goes back into why these stories in Chicago and also why these inner sitter stories, why these stories of being shot on the way to school mm -hmm. rather than a giant gunman in school haven't been covered the same way. Mm -hmm. um, it's just really interesting, and these kids finally have a voice, which is incredible, and a lot of it has to do with the church leaders, and it's just really, really good. I'm going to listen to So that. I would highly recommend listening to it. I would listen to it with your kids if you can. Um, and that's it. That's the show for today. Thanks, Amy. You're just welcome. you and me. Thanks, Seth, producer. You're welcome. <laughs> it's, it's our last day in our studio. Yep. Um, and then we will be, we will let you know. Well, it won't matter to the listeners. We will still have our show on every week, but we're moving to a different different i don't know way to record yes. <laughs> same show different thing <laughs> um that's it you can catch us on facebook.com slash parenting bites and parentingbites.com and be sure to check us out there so you'll see all the latest episodes and we'll have the same ability to download and all that stuff Till next week happy parenting bye bye, bye.